What's good, y'all? We are back at it again with another episode of the Wrongster Podcast, um, your favorite podcast. So thank you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you. If you're tuning in uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, thank you, thank you, thank you, y'all. Y'all know, uh, recording these podcasts are literally the highlight of my day. Literally, whatever I'm doing. So I'm just super excited just to record this podcast to talk to give my opinion. But I just appreciate the support. If you're listening, if you tuned in, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, please repost. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, tune in, go do that. Leave a five-star review or a four-star, whatever you think it is, be honest. Uh, but I would definitely appreciate that. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're going to hop right into this one, though, because I'm thirsty. I'm ready. I'm excited because I just really want to talk about this topic. And I think it's one that needs to be talked about a little more, right? Because I think a lot of people are straying away from it. So got to start off with our highlight for our women in sports and and today our highlight is really going to be the GOAT Candace Parker okay uh, so Candace is currently a Chicago Sky player she's from Chicago native here so that's amazing we love our own people I'm happy she came back home um, I think that's extremely dope so I'm just excited man when the Sky got her in a game I think they had like a uh, a post on social media a couple of days ago, like with Candice, they're eight and zero. Yes, sir. Like yes. So we've been doing really well. They got an amazing team. But besides that, she's got some great feats uh, and, and some great accolades that have come up in the recent few days. So first of all, she was just on the cover of Slam Magazine. So congratulations to her. That's amazing. Her first cover. Um, she's a legend, and to think that she's been in the game so long and literally just getting a um opportunity to be on a slam cover is like what you know but hey better late than never everything happens for a reason and it's on time so just congratulations to her like ain't gonna lie y'all that's a go for me I ain't no hooper but they got J. Cole on there as a rapper I just feel like I could get on slam for something I don't know what it's gonna be for <laughs> or I need to be featured in the magazine or something they need a podcast little feature or section or something okay so anybody that's listening you work for slam Adam Figman mm -hmm. if you're listening I want to be in a cover okay but she also is the first woman it was just announced today to be on the cover of NBA 2k what like I remember I used to play 2k uh, and to be the first woman like that's a different type of for me, a different type of accolade, a different type of accomplishment to be the first to do something. You're literally paving the way for every single woman that can come after you. And I think that just shout out to 2K and Robbie over at 2K and all of the people over it to provide her with the opportunity is life changing. Representation. My big word I keep saying this year is visibility, visibility. We're becoming more visible, right? Women in sports are becoming more visible. Back then, we've never seen a woman on a cover. We've never seen women or WNBA players in the game, you know? So to have them with an opportunity to place Candace on the cover, that's next level. Like, just to think of the impact that that'll have for other young women who are going to be playing a game or have their brother playing a game and they see a girl on the cover. Hey, this is not for boys, but this is for girls too, you know? So it's just inclusivity. Um, visibility is just amazing. So shout out to Candace. Like that's dope. Okay. If I was her, I'd be on a high, like I was on slam one day and I'm on a cover of 2k the next day. Like you go to shorty, <laughs> but, uh, shout out to Candace. So really that's all I got today for a highlight. We're going to hop straight into this conversation. Um, this is pressing. It's a really interesting conversation. I think one that needs to be talked about a little more. Uh, this company has had lots of problems with racial issues. 
they always do um and they always do no question about it we've had Jamil Hill we've had Carrie Champion we've had all of these individuals leave or lose their job from these places simply because of just the way their structure is and also the way that they handle race and racism and so I said Jamil Hill so nine times out of ten y'all know I'm talking about ESPN okay terrible they're terrible so um let's talk about it so recently this issue was with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor these are Rachel legend been in the game longer than Maria I mean has an immense amount of experience has the respect of players I mean she's probably the only person uh, who can really sit down with a player and they'll have a one-on-one interview with her and she can be transparent with them you know uh have one-on-ones with LeBron and all of these people who aren't usually willing to give interviews up right so she has the respect. Maria Taylor, up and coming, has been grinding, um, went from, you know, college games, football. Now she's doing NBA finals, the 2020 finals in a bubble and things of that sort. So she's really gathered herself and worked her way up. So before I even get into this, I say all of those things to congratulate both of those women on how far they have come um, and broadcast and journalism and all of those things. They've had great accolades, both of them as individuals. So it's amazing. Right. So they've done a great job doing whatever they're doing. However, got an incident that has just recently came up between them. So I'm going to introduce it. So I'm just going to dive straight into it. Last year. Um, during the NBA bubble that we were all wishing we were at because I swear I wish I was there okay during that she was um in her quarantine coming straight into the bubble you know he had seven day quarantine for the media to make sure everything was okay and in there she was on a call with Rich Paul mm-hmm, and Adam Middleson so Rich, of course, is LeBron's agent and Adam is the spokesman for LeBron. And he's worked on the more than a vote campaign with what, et cetera. He has helped LeBron in many avenues. Right. So she's on the phone with a black man, a white man and herself. Hmm. Now, this call took place on July 13th of 2020, straight dead middle in a bubble. And during a convo, you know, nearly a year ago at this point, she um had this convo after she learned that she wouldn't host coverage during the 2020 NBA finals as she had been expecting to. Okay. So she expected to have this job. She expected to do it. She says this is her contract and this is what she was looking forward to. And so she got on this call with these two individuals to basically vent and talk about how she felt in terms of not being able to cover and host the 2020 NBA finals. And she felt like she deserved it. And she felt like she wasn't granted this opportunity anymore because ESPN wanted to make themselves look good and put black people in front of a stage so it can just look better because we were in a Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I know I got a lot to say about this, but I'm going to quote her, right? So she says, I and I quote, I wish Maria Taylor all of the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record of diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find someone else. You are not going to find it from me or taking my things away. Let's start with the statement. First of all, you don't wish all Maria the success. No, you don't. 
because you specifically said if you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about diversity. So what you're telling me is she is only in these positions because she's black. You're really not saying she earned them for real. You're just like, hey, y'all think she's good enough. So you're putting her in front of these places because she's African-American. To me, I think that's disrespectful because you're undermining the work that she has put in and her talent. Like you're literally saying that she's only in these positions because of her skin color and not her skill. And one of my favorite things that I have heard somebody say, I was watching a Taylor Rooks episode on All the Smoke. And what she said was, I have learned that if you're African-American or if you're a minority in these higher positions with me, I know that you're good at what you do at what you do, because you wouldn't be here if you weren't right. We're not going to they're not going to put anybody who's minority of color in huge positions like that to cover uh, NBA finals if they are not good at what they do. So Taylor Rooks always says when she sees people are color in this position, she never questions it because she know you good because it took a lot for you to get here. And they try to throw any obstacle and any brick and wall against you so you cannot get here. So if you surpass all of those obstacles and all of those things, girl, you're supposed to be here. Right. And I totally agree with that. So the first thing that sticks out to me, Rachel, what I mean, not saying there isn't truth and maybe she should have been they chose her because they want to put more black people in the limelight. Maybe that's the case. It could have 100 percent been the case. But don't ever undermine her talent simply because you're mad that you didn't get a position at the end of the day. Yes, she is black. Yes, that probably made ESPN look better. It's all companies out here that are trying to do better with diversity simply because it's going to make them look bad. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it's right, but that's reality. However, for you to say that was solely the reason that she got it is disrespectful. It literally undermines all the work she's put in, everything she's continuously done since the time she started. So I just don't agree with that, you know? And for you to say, like, she's talking about just go find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me. You're taking my thing away. At the end of the day, Rachel, (laughs) you've had so much experience that there are going to be some people that are going to need to come after you and also try the things that you have done before. You're not going to cover the finals forever, okay? It's just not possible. So be a mentor. Welcome her. Teach her and show her how to do it. Girl, you have so many other opportunities to do things. Like, you really tripping about one NBA finals. You know what I'm saying? So y'all are probably like, wait, wait. How did this message get out? So Goofball was on a call with Rich and Adam but she recorded and had her camera on, and this was on the ESPN server. <clears throat> Not smart, right? This is on an ESPN server, and supposedly a lot of the employees at ESPN have access to these servers, so they can clearly see it. So people can log in, um, see the recording, see the episodes, all of these things, or whatever, you know, the conversations you guys may have, and she didn't turn it off. So now she's on the server and everybody at ESPN who would like to go see what the conversation was about or maybe just venturing and comes across it can see it and listen to her entire conversation with these individuals. This is so I listened to the recording, y'all, and this is what really upset me. She said, I don't know. I'm exhausted. No, Adam said this. He said, I don't know. I'm exhausted between Me Too, which is the movement for women who have been victims of sexual assault. And Black Lives Matter, I got nothing left. Rachel laughed. I'm trying to figure out what's funny. Huh? 
why are we exhausted? First of all, Me Too does not only go to African-American people. So really educate yourself a little bit more because that's just wow. Me Too, I, I don't know, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. You're exhausted because Black people have lost their lives and we're speaking more about it. You tired of hearing us? Really? Are you exhausted because women have continuously been victims of sexual assault? Um, what if this was your daughter, Adam? Hmm? Rachel, what if this was you? And it just shows the insensitivity. Like what? What if Rachel was a victim of sexual assault and you say you tired of me too? Huh? You never know who you may be talking to. You never know who may be affected by what. And I just think that was just so ignorant and insensitive of him to say that. Between me too and Black Lives Matter, you've got nothing left. No, Black people have nothing left. Like what? Black people have nothing left. What do you mean? Y'all literally have continuously had advantages from affirmative action from the jump. Like, not to get too deep, we didn't ask to be here, okay? We got brought here as slaves and really been trying to push our way through. We've been disadvantaged since the day we got here. And we're finally in that position where I think due to social media and the ability of education and opportunity, Black people have continuing to like progress and so to say you're tired of it and you're no we're you don't know what exhaustion means and I'm pissed because two things you work for LeBron James you're tired of Black Lives Matter but you were the person who spearheaded the more than a vote campaign for him huh now if I'm Bron Adam might be cool to you and all but wouldn't this make you make you look at the person who's your spokesman? This is this is your spokesman. This is who speaks for you and your organizations as an African-American person who continuously to talk about the Me Too movement, who continuously puts himself forward for the Black Lives Matter movement. Like your employee is saying that he's exhausted of these movements and you're the person forefronting it and speaking about it the most. It's not correlating to me. And so I think it's extremely unfortunate that this guy is a spokesperson for African-American man who reaped, I mean, who has black kids who can be affected and who could one day be a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Because maybe Bronnie or Bryce one day is pulled over by a police officer and has a bad encounter or God forbid something happens to them. Are you going to be exhausted then, Adam, or are you going to be fake sympathetic because that's your boss? Are you really in this position? Did you really care about more than a vote? Because that partnership with Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams, who you worked with, Adam, cares about the Black Lives Matter movement, cares about the Me Too movement. It's not adding up to me. How you, like, are we serious here? Black Lives Matter ties into more than a vote, too, because we're disadvantaged. We have voter suppression. Like, we didn't have our suffrage rights at first. Women didn't have their suffrage rights. Black people didn't have their suffrage rights before. So you're tired. You're exhausted, but you're leading a movement and you're a spokesperson for the person who cares the most about Black Lives Matter movement. It's not making sense. It makes me think, are you a fraud? You know, those are the certain type of things I think of, because let's just keep it real and 100 here. A lot of people who are not our color continuously take advantage or let me not say take advantage. Hmm, What's the better word? Not take advantage. OK, let's say this. A lot of people who are not minority or who are not African-American are usually in these exec positions, usually the agents for these players and the African-American people usually run our corporations and owners of our teams and all of these things. But they could care less 
about the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter movement. But the same thing you don't care, you could care less about the people who make you the money and keep you in the position that you're in today are advocates for it. There's no Adam without Bron. <laughs> Let's talk. Huh? Like, yeah, I'm really super passionate about this topic because it's just ridiculous. How can you sit right here and say you're exhausted? You're exhausted, you know? And if I was Bron, it would just make me think, like, what do you mean you're exhausted? Like, huh? You're a representative for me. Do you really even, are, do you, are you racist? Huh, Adam? Like, this is the questions I will be asking. Do you even care about more than a vote? Is that, are you passionate about that? Do you even really enjoy working to me or is this just for your advantage solely? And not, you know, that those are all the questions you have to pose. And two, Rich Paul, you on the phone too. I, haven't heard him say anything. How you gonna sit right here and let some, I don't care if you work with them either. You weren't gonna speak out about that. You didn't feel like that humor was ignorant. You didn't feel like that was disrespectful. You didn't feel like that was offensive. That's the issue. Because now we're enabling people who are not our color just because we work with them or just because we're cool with them. I personally feel if a white person can feel comfortable to talk down or make jokes about a movement which affects your color people and oppression that your color people face, you got to check yourself too. You have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, hmm, do I really stand on and preach what I always say? How are you going to sit right there on the phone and let Rachel and them laugh? But this is not fun. This is not humorous. And so for me, it just makes me question the character of all three of these individuals. Like, what's really going on? Rich, you just sitting right here, just letting them talk on a call. Rachel, I don't understand what's funny because I didn't find it funny. And then Adam, how, you're contradicting yourself. That's hypocritical to be in a position to run an organization for a person who goes hard for Black Lives Matter, but you're exhausted. It's not adding up, but I just went slide on the tangent. So I'm gonna keep going, listening further to the call. Rachel says there isn't one seat at the table this week for whatever minority we're trying to please. Shorty feels very passionate about this. It's crazy, right? And she's just so basically she said there isn't one seat at the table this week for whatever minority we're trying to please. So my issue. You clearly feel threatened, Rachel. And that's okay. You, I would be pissed too if I felt like, and let's be, let's be 100, everybody who's listening. If you felt like you deserved a position, if you felt like you worked your butt off, woo, 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 this is like, let, let's, let's just be real. Me being a, a black woman. Okay. Say I get an opportunity for a job and I'm like, they like, mm, you know, this is supposed to be something you're doing, or this is, ex this is what's expected. This is the expectation that I'm going to do. Everybody in the office knows, Hey, I'm going to cover this project or I'm going to cover the NBA finals, whatever. They come back and tell me, Hey, no. And I, we're going to put John out there because, um, or we're going to put so-and-so out there because Asian hate is real right now. We need to put somebody represented. I would be pissed too. So don't think I'm downing Rachel too much. I, you know, I'm not. But, um, and I totally get it. You felt like you deserve this position. However, do not say that this person only got the position because she was Black. People and companies that are this big will never, ever put an African-American person in a huge position like that unless they were good enough. Trust, ESPN is never going to ruin their reputation when they have, I mean, the finals? 
everybody's watching. It's one of the most, it's the most watched game, one of the most watched games in the NBA season. They will never jeopardize their reputation or put anybody in the position who was not good enough to be in that position. That's the point I'm trying to make. Um, and that's key. And so basically, you know, listening to what Rachel's saying, she just feels like any minority that comes in, it's all about race. And when you have that mindset, I think that's a little racist. You start to think that everything is only because of color and not because of the work that they've put in, right? Um, and, you know, it just shows, hey, people talk different behind closed doors. Rachel has the respect of a lot of NBA players. She has the respect of a lot of people. My issue is with her, um, why did you feel comfortable saying this in front of another black man? What's really happening? Rich, what you talking like behind closed doors? Because it's not making sense to me. Two, you can feel your type of way, but don't ever say that somebody only got something simply because of their race. You know, let's be honest. Black people have all advantage in certain positions now with companies because companies need more diversity and companies don't want to get slack for it. And that's the reality. And as African-American people, we have to take advantage of it because we wouldn't have um, the key to these doors if certain things like this wouldn't happen, if we didn't have people talking more about what's happening within our community. So any black person taking advantage to work at a Nike or to work at a ESPN or to get these opportunities that they once wouldn't have had because of discrimination, I'm going to jump right on it too, Rachel, because we don't have the opportunity to do it any other time. So you have to take advantage when those times come for you, when those times are warranted for you, right? Um, you know, but it shows people talk differently behind closed doors. So now this is on the server. Kayla Johnson, who's a digital video producer at ESPN, was the person who recorded it and sent it to Maria Taylor. Sent it to Maria Taylor. Many ESPN got, people got a hold of it. It got leaked. Huge big deal, right? Hmm. So she was suspended for two weeks at first, and now I believe she is fired from ESPN. You know, it's unfortunate that she lost her job. It's unfortunate. Um, as I ain't gonna lie, to be real. Let's say, um, Star, if you're watching this, I love you. Um, Starbucks, my friend. We both are into sports. Let's say Star's working at ESPN too, and Star's in a position, and I'm Kayla, and I hear people talking BS about Star. Yeah, I'm gonna record it and send it to Star. Like, gee, look what they really saying about you because, <laughs> um look like you know and then it just got to more people so Kayla really rep you know the repercussions of that it probably wasn't the best thing to record it and send it however she did um and I think a lot of African-American people would do that just to show you like this how these people really feel behind closed doors about you all these people that he ha how you doing Maria hi Rachel woo woo only your face don't really rock with you and they don't even think you deserve these positions it's super eye-opening um and just a lesson for everybody who's working in corporate a lesson for everybody and even Rachel don't talk on the phone sometimes it's just better to keep your mouth shut and keep your opinions to yourself because you never know who may be listening you never know who you may be talking to maybe you don't even know you're talking to somebody who's Maria's best friend or who's this or who has access to this you didn't even realize the whole server was connected to this call and look at the repercussions it has got you now you can't even cover this finals and they chose Malika Andrews because now this information came out so you blew two coverage finals back to back when you didn't even had to do that when you could have just shut your mouth and had the finals this year and allowed Maria to have it last year. Simple. But nope, 
Now, another black woman has taken your position, and it's Malika Andrews. And she's doing an amazing job, by the way. So it's like you get repercussions for the things that you do and the things that you put out there. And it's just like, hey, like, these are the things that happen. So um, Rachel has been reported, reportedly said that she reached out to Maria, tried to apologize in her a couple texts, a couple calls. Maria has not responded, period. I wouldn't respond either because what do we have to talk about? <laughs> talk about this with ESPN this is not a me and you problem um and Rachel also said she was mad about the spy video because she couldn't believe that her employees at ESPN would expose her like that what yeah huh your employees at ESPN are black girl they can't believe you talked about them like that and talked about the me too and black lives matter movement and laughed about it too so really I don't feel sorry for you Rachel okay any person would have done that and nine times out of ten if they were talking bad about you or another one of your white colleagues that you were extremely close to you would send it to them too so let's stop the pity party like come on but this is a lesson don't talk on the phone sometimes it's just best to keep your mouth closed in situations and I know that's hard for us all to learn because I would be mad about certain stuff too and I'm sure Maria has been pissed about things too she has not been caught saying it though um, and you just have to be mindful. Somebody may be always recording you. Somebody may be always know somebody that you're talking about. Six degrees of separation. Let's talk about it. If you guys don't know what that is, the six degrees of separation basically means that everybody in the world is either six connections, connections or less um, away from you. And so little things like that, you may be talking to this person, they tell that person and they tell this person. And now it got to the person who you were talking about. Six degrees. We're not too far from one another. The world is extremely small and you just never know how what you say is going to come back around and bite you, you know? And so Kayla lost her job. That's extremely unfortunate, but I'm sending my wishes and prayer to Maria, sending her lots of love. I mean, this past year, she got talked about by the white guy about how she was dressing on, on during an interview, this situation. You know, it just shows being a black woman, the controversy that goes into it um, and how hard it could probably be. And I can only imagine what she's going through, you know, but to keep face, to keep calm, to not speak on it is a different level of maturity because I would have had to probably make a tweet like, girl, stop playing with me. <laughs> not literally, but I would have been pissed, you know. And so send her lots of love and light. Roz um, has got on social media and supported her. Taylor Rooks, uh, Jamil, Carrie. All of these people have supported her. Um, I'm not going to say Rachel's racist, but I do think there are some underlying things where you just have to understand that these are how this is how these people talk about you behind closed doors. Right. I think it was extremely eye opening for everybody. Um, Bron, evaluate Adam. I don't know if this is the best person to be a part of your team. Personally, just my opinion. But, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. I think it's an ESPN problem, too. Y'all got to handle this. Y'all got to stop. Um having women fight over positions because you don't have enough or because you don't want to spread the cake and the pie to people of multiple colors. There needs to be an equal amount of people from different races who are all good at what they do and they can all contribute in different ways. You know, um, ESP has been known for having these racial issues, having these racial problems and people have loved Jamil Hill, Carrie, like nobody has anything good to say. Um, Isis Hayward, Mrs. Hayward's daughter left uh, slam racial issues. Bleacher Report, like certain stuff like that. And it's just like, what's really going on with these big corporations? And y'all know, I always preach it every episode and I'm going to say it and end it up with this one. Stop crying for a seat at the table and make your own. We do not need these corporations, okay? 
social media is a tool now. And if we can come together, band together and start our own black, um, you know, black owned organizations and really just continue to do what we're doing, we will be okay. You know, so just kudos to them. Sending love to Maria. I hope Rachel can not claim to be an ally, but actually be an ally um, and support African-American people when they're advantage and when they get in great positions like that. And um, I'm just wishing the best for everybody. And I hope ESPN continues to grow and change from this because that's ridiculous, man. It's always problems with them. And their company is just really getting a bad report and bad rep right now. And I mean, hey, who's to blame? It's their fault. It's literally their fault. But that's all I got, y'all. So thank you for tuning into this podcast episode. If you're watching on YouTube, I love you visual individuals. Thank you for looking at me and watching me today. Uh, for everybody listening to the podcast, I appreciate y'all. Like I said, share it on social media. Let everybody know. Uh, I hope this one was super informative for you all and you guys enjoy my opinion. If not, let me know. I love to understand where everybody else is coming from too. So that's all I got today. So we out. I appreciate y'all.